don't let the noise around you deter you from doing what you want to do. There's going to be a million and one people telling you who you are and what you should be doing, but you really have to know yourself and have that focus within. And then I guess, honestly, for me, it's been faith, like just having faith in myself, like believing in a higher power, believing Mm -hmm. in God and knowing that everything happens for a reason. Have faith that it's all going to move forward the way it needs to and that no door will open or close that's not meant for you. Welcome to Persister with Candace Lowry. I am Candace Lowry. What is a persister? A persister is a little play on words of nevertheless she persisted, but also a woman who has truly broken through that glass ceiling and has really forged a path and a name for herself in whatever business she's in. Persister with Candace Lowry is a Castbox original produced alongside Studio 71. Castbox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Persister with Candace Lowry wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope you'll give CastBox a shot because I think it's the best. everybody, welcome back to Persister with Candace Lowry. I am Candace Lowry, and today I'm so excited to have Kirby Johnson here, Yay! who is a senior beauty producer yes. slash reporter for <laughs> Pop Sugar, but essentially an incredible beauty guru, a great host, and I feel like you will have lots of tea and information on what it's like to be a woman in this ever-expanding beauty influencer world oh man yeah for sure well thank you for having me i'm so glad to see you i know me too i mean if you guys don't know candace and i used to work together at pop at ps so (laughs) now us texas girls are are getting back together hashtag pop sugar life yeah hashtag pop sugar life (laughs) go look up that hashtag um well i'm so excited to get into everything but every episode i ask someone a timely question okay um this might get a little Deep? Sipping some tea right now. Ooh, ooh, okay. Okay. So, as we know, all of this stuff went down with Laura Lee. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yes, it did. (laughs) Bless. Do you think that, A, people should give her a chance again, or B, how did you feel about how she approached the situation, especially being in the influencer world? How do you think her response came off. Okay. So that whole situation was terrible, I think, for all parties involved. Like, obviously, I think Laura got the brunt of it because of what was dug up about her. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anything that she said was excusable. I think it's terrible. We have to, uh, this is not an excuse, but she is from that part of the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like that's like a learned thing, right? Yeah. In terms of her reaction and how she handled it, the apology, I was like, girl, I really wanted so much more from you on this. <laughs> like, like the crying into the camera. And it was like, it just felt really forced. Mm-hmm. And maybe she really was feeling the pain. But I just, I think Gabriel Zamora did a really good job mm-hmm. of explaining, you know, this is what happened. I'm taking full responsibility. But there's more to the story that you need to know. And I think that they kind of almost positioned him to take the fall at first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say that Nikita was just kind of like a bystander in all of this. <laughs> yeah. Like She's like, get me out of here. Um, but I think initially they were going to let Gabriel, you know, Gabby take the fall for it. And I didn't like seeing that. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like, you know, if they're friends, they really shouldn't 
shouldn't be treating people that way. But then we found out from Gabby that, you know, all of the insider stuff that happened. And yeah. um, for me, I think for Laura, I think taking time off was really essential. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I have so many opinions. You know, <laughs> I feel like it's for the Jeffree Star, you know, now Jeffree Star has been like put up on this pedestal almost because of this Shane Dawson documentary mm-hmm. and kind of like, well, you know, he said all these terrible things in the past, but he's kind of been redeemed and, and excused of all of them. So then if Laura Lee said all these things in the past, like, why can't people forgive her? Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of like where I'm coming from. But at the same time, I understand, like, these people are making millions of dollars right. off of this. And you don't know how they actually are. I mean, I think a lot of people think, you know, Jeffrey claims that he's not like this anymore. But... but- we don't know. We don't know that. <laughs> right. So, and I mean, as of as of late, there's been those videos of him apparently calling, you know, Jackie, mm. Ina names as well that were completely wrong and inappropriate. And I love Jackie and I support her and I can't imagine what it's like going through that on that side. So, I don't know. It's such a hard – and I know Laura. When she first moved out to L.A., I produced a video with her at Mm -hmm. Pop Sugar, and she was lovely. And she's Mm -hmm. always been so friendly to me. One of the only influencers, I think, um, besides a select few, like Gabby and a few others, that really are personal Mm -hmm. personable and are friendly and don't, you know, look down the tip of their nose at you if they don't know you. so that whole situation, like I'm sure like you witnessing this <laughs> yeah. as well, I was just like, oh, like this is the beauty community imploding right now. But yeah. at the same time, I think that we have to stop saying that the beauty community is going down the trash chute because that's a small subset of people. Right. And I really don't think that reflects the diversity and inclusivity that this community actually does stand for. Like, I think there are some people that are doing amazing things. Like, Jackie Ina is one of them. Patrick Starr. Mm -hmm. You know, Patrick Starr, I did a whole kind of profile on him as all of this was happening. And (laughs) he was like, this is why I stay out of the drama. And he kind of removed himself from, like, the the click mentality because he didn't want to be a part of that drama specifically. And it's really, I mean, it's behooved him to do so. Right. Um, Now he he basically, you know, when I was doing this profile, I learned that this Mac deal that he has is, like, the biggest deal Mac has done with somebody outside of Rihanna. All right? So... It's kind of major. So I think that we have to kind of like bring it back to basics. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that Laura took her time off. Um, But I don't know. How do you recover? I don't know. How do you recover? That's the thing. And I especially, I mean, especially someone who's made those mistakes. I was just talking with Mark about this where it's like we're the first generation to like kind of grow up in the digital world and have these consequences yeah. that a lot of people haven't. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I might have said something really dumb when I was like 12 when I first got my Facebook. Yeah. And I'm obviously that's not me anymore, but now it makes me think like, oh my God, did I say something like insensitive when I was a little kid or like, and someone's going to bring that up and then it's totally not who you are. Candace, and you point. know that like everybody <laughs> when this happened went through their Twitter account looking for anything that could have been taken the wrong way. Like, you know, that's exactly the first thing everybody did. And to your point, you know, thank God I didn't grow up with social media. It's not that I think I would have said anything 
even remotely like that on social mm-hmm. media, but I just don't want to see the stupid crap I would have mm-hmm. thought or said, or even if it was like Gucci, you know, <laughs> or whatever it might have been. Like as I a have kid. all my emo pictures from yes. MySpace, and I'm like, Ugh. I don't want that living <laughs> on the internet. So I think, you know, but to that point, people are like, okay, you can say, you know, thank God that you don't have, you know, your social yeah. media footprint from when you're a teenager, but, you know, at the same time, I never would have said a word like that or never would have made exactly. a comment like that or retweeted it or mm-hmm. supported it. So I totally I see both sides. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I want to go back a little back okay. to the beginning as Hillary, <laughs> Hillary Duff. Duff. Was yes. Our, our, another Texan. Like Hillary Duff. Another Texan. Um, so how did you get because I know especially you and I both not growing up in California. Mm-hmm. It's like we want to be a part of entertainment, but how do you get there? Totally. So how did you make that move out to L.A. and say, you know, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. Um, it happened pretty quickly. Ever s- since I was really little, I wanted to be in L.A. and be mm-hmm. in Hollywood. I kind of knew that's where I needed to be to be a Sorry, host. Mom. <laughs> yeah. she And she will tell you, too. She <laughs> knew that ever since I was a little girl, this girl is getting out of, of Texas. And so when um, I was a senior in college, I just had this, you know, gut reaction to moving to L.A. I felt sick to my stomach. Mm. If I was like, well, maybe I'll stay here in Dallas because I was going to school in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I worried that, you know, maybe I'm not going to accomplish what I want to accomplish out in L.A. So maybe I should stay here. And then I had started a blog called Kirby Needs a Job. And it was for <laughs> after I graduated. And I was hoping people, when they looked me up on the Internet, would find it and see, oh, she's interested in these things. Mm-hmm. And, and she's a good writer or whatever it is. And so I actually had an interview with a woman who was, you know, looking for an event assistant um, and she ran an events company. And when I went to go meet her at Panera, (laughs) she was like, listen, I think you're fabulous, but I read your blog. And I just like my heart sunk because I was like, oh, did I, did she hate it? She's like, you have to move to LA. There's no other doubt. Like you can't do anything else. You have to move to LA. It's where you're meant to be. I remember not moving to New York, and even though I'm so happy with my family and my mm-hmm. life here, I always think, what if? So I know a girl, a woman named Rachel Hollis, and she has an events company called Chic Events, and I can put you in touch with her, and I'm sure she would hire you to be an assistant. So then I had a phone call with Rachel, totally hit it off with Rachel, and she was like, okay, you're hired, so <laughs> you have three days a week internship in LA whenever you graduate. And I, I mean, an unpaid internship, okay? Oh my God. In Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. <laughs> God bless uh, my bank account. Ugh. And so I told my parents, I had a boyfriend at the time who lived in Dallas, and mm. I said, I'm doing this. And I moved out. I moved to LA, I think like five days after I graduated from TCU. And um, I got a job out here as a spray tanner. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yes. I've seen a lot of people's genitals. Sorry. <laughs> My mom's in the room, guys. She's like, great. I Do you know. tan the genitals? Um, you know what? For women, yes. You okay. can choose to wear panties, like little right. fake panties if you want to. But for men, I had a strong must-wear underwear <laughs> policy. And there were times that they tried. I would walk in the room and they were like fully commando. I'd be like, not doing it. Oh door, put on your underwear. Um, so yeah, and that's how I actually made money. But I did have some college graduation money. I was lucky enough that people, you know, gave me money when yeah. I graduated. And I basically lived off my, uh, that was my rent. 
mm-hmm. for several months and I worked and then I networked and I, I did events with everybody and then I eventually got a job at an entertainment PR firm. Mm-hmm. I was out here I think three years and that kind of <clears throat> immersed me in the industry. I was able to learn who managed who, who who was whose publicist. Mm-hmm. I got to work the Grammy Awards because that particular agency put on the Grammy Awards, um, Elton John's Oscar party. So that kind of led me to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the job at Pop Sugar basically because my boss was really cool at that agency. And he's like, I know you don't want to be a publicist. You're just working the front desk here. Um, if you really want to be a host, you need to start auditioning. And so I would go out on auditions that I found on like LA casting oh my God. and like Craigslist. But one of the auditions on LA casting was at Pop Sugar. And they were looking for an on-camera beauty expert with a journalism degree. And that's what I have. And I went in and I tell everyone this because my first couple years at Pop Sugar, I wasn't very confident in myself, but my audition was awesome. <laughs> it was it was so good. And to this day, people are like, you had a really good audition. What happened? But like, I mean, it was really great. And then um, after that, I've been, I mean, I've been there almost seven years now. Yeah. It's like, that's insane. I can't believe I've been with a company almost a decade. Yeah. That's really hard to find, especially with people our age too. In L.A., it's kind of like people move around a lot. Yeah, and especially as a host, too, because yeah. usually you're a freelancer. So. Yeah, when you were taking any of those um, auditions, did you ever face any kind of, like, weird, creepy people? Or I always wonder this. No, you know what? <laughs> I actually, I didn't. Because honestly, for auditions, for hosting and stuff, mm-hmm. you're either reading a teleprompter or you have your script with you and you're kind of just looking directly at the camera. Mm-hmm. Luckily, every experience I've had, you just go in a room, there are people kind of hiding behind the camera, taking notes, and then you leave. And then you hear back on whether you're coming back or not. Mm. Um, I have had experiences like with actual famous people that were yes. very uncomfortable. Mm. Like, I'm obviously not going to name his name, <laughs> but when I was working this Elton John Oscar party, mm-hmm. I bent over to like retie my um, he- my heel, and I felt a hand on my <gasps> butt, and I like stood up and looked back, and the guy was like, "Oh, sorry, your dress was coming unzipped." And my coworker, uh, older, <sighs> an older male, saw that and came over and was like, "Uh, hey, dude, that's my wife." Oh my God. The guy was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. And the guy was like, oh, I'm kidding. But seriously, you shouldn't touch girls like that. And I was so thankful that he did that because I was like 23 or 24 at the time. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's rampant here. Everybody Mm -hmm. feels entitled to touch you when you're like just standing there doing absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? I wasn't asking for it. It was just minding my own business. Literally tying my shoe. Exactly. (laughs) I just bent over to tie my shoe. Cool. Thanks. Um, When you were auditioning, you know, I know that it's definitely a thousand no's before one yes. Mm-hmm. So were you ever at a point where you were like, what am I doing? Totally. Am I like becoming another one of those people that goes to L.A. and nothing happens? Oh, yeah. You know? And I think, you know, I have to be I have to just stress that I was out here three years before I got my first ho- hosting job. So, yeah, three years is a long time. But in the grand scheme of things, it's actually a short amount of time for mm-hmm. a lot of people like some people wait a decade, 15 years before they actually get their big break because they're really persistent. But Oh, you mean persister? Yeah, persister. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that I constantly told myself, and, you know, my mom would do reverse psychology on me. Like, 
I'd be like, I just don't know what I'm doing here. And, mm-hmm. you know, what what is my purpose? And she'd be like, okay, well, then just come home. Just mm-hmm. come home. It's fine. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, I have this job, so I have to give two weeks notice. No, you don't. If you're if you're leaving California, just quit and then move home. And mm-hmm. it would, like, make me sick to my stomach thinking Ugh. about leaving it. So I would just tough it out um, and just, you know, stayed focused, stayed focused on what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people want to be everything to everyone. And I think if you find one expert, the best piece of advice I can give a host is find an expertise and don't make it entertainment news. Because <laughs> everybody, everybody does it. wants to come out here, especially when I moved out, everyone wanted to be Juliana Rancic. Mm-hmm. It was like, how do I get to eat? How do I do this? Um, I remember everyone I knew at E at the time that, you know, they were writers. They wanted to be on camera. They were just taking jobs at E just to try to get there. But, you mm-hmm. know, I hate to break it to them. E isn't hiring writers to right. be on camera. Like, that's why they have a casting department and they're hiring, you know, on-camera talent to be their right. hosts. Exactly. So um, I think, like, f- for me, I was... I was I, d- I did move out here thinking I'm going to be Juliana Rancic and then I was like okay no what do I actually want to do <laughs> because now I feel like for me it's invasive to be reporting on this celebrity lifestyle mm-hmm. now like and also I feel like it's stuff we've already seen half the time mm-hmm. like a Snapchat video or an Instagram picture like yeah, they're just reporting they kind of yesterday's control news. what news they put out now exactly almost. so I think that if if you are looking to get into the hosting realm, find an expertise. For me, I've always loved beauty. My mom is a cosmetologist. Growing up, she gave me perms. She highlighted my hair for oh the my first God. time. I want to see a perm picture. Oh, girl. <laughs> I looked like Shirley Temple. People are like, oh, is your hair naturally curly? I'm like, no, my mom permed no. my hair and hers. Um, but I've always loved beauty. And I, that gave me an edge because people trust my opinion on that. And um, it's it's really benefited me in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm I want to take a quick break, but I want to get back into now. You've got the job, you're getting into everything, and kind of where to go from there. So we'll be right back. So it's so important that when you start a new business or you're kind of making those money moves, you need to have your own card because the right opportunity could really come at any time. So that's why I want to share this opportunity with Vistaprint with you guys. Your next big opportunity is coming right now, and all it takes to feel like you're ready to own the now is $10. That's a low price to have the confidence that you're always ready to make an impression or get seen in a new way. A custom card with the colors, fonts, designs, and images you choose means you can look and feel like a big deal, whether you're a startup or a business with a century of history, and it doesn't have to be hard. With Vistaprint, you can create a truly professional, unique card in minutes. You can upload your own design or start with one of their professionally designed options. Vistaprint offers simple tools and a wide range of templates to choose from. Pick the paper stock, style, and quantity that's right for you, and choose your delivery speed, order, and receive your cards in as few as three days. Vistaprint uses only carefully selected inks and responsibly sourced paper stocks. Dozens of designs that are just right for your business, and you can add your logo and contact information with just a few clicks and know you can use it on all of your marketing going forward. Your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed, or they'll make it right either by reprinting your order or offering a refund. 
Vistaprint wants you to do something great for your business right now, which is why our listeners will get 500 high-quality custom business cards starting at $9.99. So you use code PERSISTER at vistaprint.com. That's code PERSISTER at vistaprint.com. PERSISTER at vistaprint.com. Welcome back to Persister. I'm here with Kirby Johnson, in case you forgot, which I hope you didn't. Um, but I am now, we've learned the journey, and now we're here at... Um, the climb, if you will. Yeah, the climb. Miley Cyrus, the climb. <laughs> and we're now at the point where she's at Pop Sugar. She's finally had this break of like, I did this, you know, I'm here. And... I want to get into really what it's been like to see the shift in beauty mm-hmm. and beauty influencer and how much it's basically exploded yep. and really kind of look at the challenges, especially being a woman and dealing with all of, you know, all the scrutiny and everything like that. I know with people I've had on before, I ask, you know, do you ever feel like there are all there's always someone that wants to complain. There's someone that's never going to make you happy. I mean, there's someone that you're never going to make happy. Totally. And I think I see that especially like even when we're doing beauty videos at Pop Sugar, it's like nobody's ever happy. No. You know, and how would you say to deal with that, especially someone who's kind of starting to face that especially being like a younger girl who wants to get into beauty you know how do you kind of face these negative comments and deal with all of these annoying trolls Uh, well I mean when I got started it was it wasn't like this like digital video wasn't that popular especially Mm -hmm. with publishers so you know people we were making the content but we didn't think that many people were actually watching it and Mm -hmm. then once Facebook kind of rolled around you know Pop Sugar is really good at Facebook content, and right. and that's kind of where a lot of our content thrives. And so, I always like to say the smallest do- dogs bark the loudest because, <laughs> like, half the time people just I think they want to feel heard, but also there's something going on where the only outlet they have is typing a comment on mm-hmm. a video, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, and. I mean, mean, there have been plenty of times that I've had horrible things said about me. I think I just let it roll off my shoulders. Like, if you think that I'm ugly or whatever it is that you want to type, fine. I personally feel that beauty is subjective Mm -hmm. and that, you know, someone might think that uh, my example is always like Angelina Jolie. Some people might think she's like the most beautiful woman in the world, but some people might be like, well, why are her lips so big? Or mm-hmm. why are her eyes so big? Or whatever it is. Um, you're not going to be everybody's definition of perfect. I always joke like nobody's perfect except for like Charlie Hunnam, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's kind of magical. But um, I think that you really, you have to develop a thick skin. It's still hard for me to this day. Mm-hmm. I kind of take, the Chrissy Teigen approach where I will call people out. So like if you're just being rude and saying like, what's wrong with this girl? How old is this girl? Like this girl's ugly. Why is she doing beauty videos? She has small lips. Why is she applying lipstick? Like Mm -hmm. dumb stuff like that. I'll write back and say, so I don't, 
have I- ideal lips for lipstick? Like, isn't lipstick for everybody's lips? Mm-hmm. Like, why why can't I wear lipstick? And then eventually, like, usually what they say is, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thanks for responding. I love your videos. <laughs> I love that. But then you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This is crazy. And then, then you have some people who it's the hill they're going to die on. Like, mm-hmm. there was a comment on a video where I got transformed into Khloe Kardashian by one of a member from her glam squad. And someone commented on YouTube, you know what? I've been thinking about it, and I'm pretty sure Kirby Johnson is the ugliest person I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And that comment truly shook me. Like, as a children's say, I was shook to my core. (laughs) The children. I cried. I called my mom. My mom was like, bless your heart. I'm so sorry that you actually believe this. Like, this is so dumb. Why are you letting it affect you? But sometimes when you see things enough, it really can mess with your psyche. And I responded and just said, you know, I don't really understand why you would say something so cruel. And they wrote back and were like, because it was my opinion and I'm entitled to it. Oh my God. Yeah. So I think you just have to be prepared that some people really are hurting and they want to take their anger out on you. It's not a reflection of who you are or your content. Mm-hmm. I also think sometimes I'd rather people say, you're hideous, you're old, you're whatever, than like criticize my integrity or, right. or what I'm saying or, you know, how I'm portraying myself. Because a lot of people, you know, you might see me and not like me if, you know, if it was muted, right? right? But then if you listen to my opinion and, and get to know me and know my personality, you're like, oh, wait, this girl's like my friend and I know, I feel like I know her. Mm-hmm. And you start to kind of develop that relationship that way. Um, I just, it really is hard right now. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And I re- I wish that platforms would do a lot more to actually curb the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I think downvoting on um, YouTube is like... Really detrimental. Yes. Yeah. Unless it's like a legitimate, like, universally bad thing being able to downvote people or like i see a lot of like cringe compilations yes. of people and i'm just like oh i'm like why are we doing this who mm-hmm. has the time and it's because it, they know that they'll get views and i think what i tell a lot of people especially because we work with, with a lot of brands at pop sugar and part of my role at the company is to work with these brands as clients and and direct them and say mm-hmm. listen i know you really like this concept for a video but this could backfire and here's why and kind of direct them and lead them in the right direction. And I, I try to explain, listen, sure, this might get us tons of views, but not for the right reasons. Right. Um, I think that you can be number one and have a, you know, a million view video, but it's because like the engagement and the views are like hate views and hate comments. Mm-hmm. It's not actually, you know, oh my God, this was amazing. This changed my life. This made me think a different way. It is I hate this person. Oh, my God, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever it is. Um, And I know that a lot of publishers actually do that. They know that they will get a reaction out of people. So they Mm -hmm. actually create the content like that. Um, And that's just not that's not my jam. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And I think in addition to comments now kind of seeing it, it almost seems like there is this pressure for a lot of young people to start getting plastic surgery oh, early on. I know. And I know that it was, like, really, it's been huge in, like, places like South Korea and, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of countries like that. But now it's, like, I see these girls that are, like, 16 already getting, like, lip injections or brow lifts. And I'm, like, what? Do you kind of see that this is happening a lot, that there's, especially being in the beauty world, that there is a pressure to 
get any kind of Botox or plastic surgery or lip fillers or anything like that. A hundred percent. Even even myself, I'll go through Instagram and be like, why don't I look like this girl Mm -hmm. in my feed? Why is her forehead so smooth? Why are her eyebrows so lifted? (laughs) Right. Why are her lips perfectly symmetrical and pouty? Why don't I have cheekbones? I mean, and then there's a thousand uh, plastic surgery accounts as well that will show you exactly what you need to do to Mm -hmm. get these things done. So then a younger person who's impressionable sees them and, and literally is like, either begging their parent or doing it without permission from somebody that's super shady because you're not supposed to do any of this stuff until you're 18. Like, mm-hmm. that's when you're legally able to. Um, and and they're getting botched Botox injections in their lips, and they look crazy. And I think it's yeah. just – I preach about this a lot on my Instagram. <laughs> like, Facetune is – it can be so fun. Oh, yeah. But I also think it can be – Terrifying. Terrible. Terrible for everybody because – when you facetune someone's entire face shape and change their face shape and their eyes, like, A, how does it make that person feel that, especially if you're a makeup artist mm-hmm. and you're changing the way your client actually looks, how are you making that person feel when they actually see that photo and they're like, well, my eyes aren't that big and yeah. my jaw, I actually have a square jaw, not a round <laughs> face. So are they saying that I look better and I should change? Right. I just think that this the psychosis of all of it is it's too much and you know what if you want to get rid of a blemish on your face with the smoothing or whiten your eyeballs I don't care like that's fine I just think that people are now like completely altering their appearance through Facetune and then they're like well I like the way I look through Facetune so I want to go and actually get it changed but what's what's crazy is so many celebrities get this stuff done and you don't even realize it like basically I I would say 70% of people that are in the public eye have a rhinoplasty of some sort. And it might not be dramatic, but it might be just a touch so that when they're photographed outside at every angle, their nose looks good. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've i never been obsessed with my nose, but I like it. But sometimes when the light is shining on a certain way, mm-hmm. it makes it look like flat, like a, <laughs> like a dinosaur or something. And I'm like, where's my nose? This is annoying. <laughs> Well, then I was looking through. I'm like, surely not everybody has this, like, perfect nose from every angle. And if you go through and you see pictures of people over time, they've definitely just had a small little rhinoplasty to change it so it's angular at every single angle. And I even look at celebrities, too, and I'm like, there's something different about this person, but I can't put my finger on it, like, not naming names, but for – like Ariana Grande. Yeah. She looks so different. And I'm like, but I don't know how. I'm convinced you know? everybody gets these brow lifts where or it's something. like it's like something in their forehead that lifts their brow and gives them a bigger eyelid. I cannot yeah. figure out how people are making their eyelids face bigger. <laughs> I'm just like either. somebody tell me. I want someone just to sit me down and, and kind of but this is, Maybe we should get a plastic surgeon next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Tell me everything. But you know, the Kardashians, like love I I'm I love Kim. Listen, like do I watch the Kardashians? Yeah, I do. I, I think that she's mm. actually really polite and a smart businesswoman. I think she's drop-dead gorgeous. But whoever is face-tuning Kim Kardashian's Instagram photos, pick a face and stick with it. <laughs> One day her head is like the size of a tennis ball with lips that are the size of a beach ball. Like the next day she has like an alien head. I don't know what you're doing. you got to stick with one face. It is so confusing. I I've spent way too much time on Kim Kardashian's Instagram. No, I, so I started following this um, this account called Celeb Face. Candace, do you, Chef's Kiss. Do you love it? I okay. love this account. Well, I see this and there are like these models 
so thin, like probably size zero two, and they're still singeing their waist in. And even when I was growing up, just being exposed to the Victoria's Secret models, I was like, I am not pretty because totally. I'm not skinny like this. And now all these people are like face tuning themselves to be even their neck being even longer, or their waist being even smaller. And it's like, at what point uh, I worry for when I have kids that they're going to see this and be like, I have to have this alter ego online. Totally. And it's that account, I think, is so smart because initially I was like, oh, man, this is shady. Like mm-hmm. they're showing like befores and afters and they're showing how these celebrities have altered their photos to, you know, look better. Or maybe it's maybe not even the celebrities, probably mm-hmm. their assistant or something. But I actually think it's a good public service announcement. Like mm-hmm. Bella Hadid is gorgeous, but she's definitely had something done. Like I don't know what exactly, but even her altering of her photos like mm-hmm. she will she's like one of them will that will alter her waist and same with Kendall and it's it's kind of crazy like to see the back and forth you're like they're already so tiny yeah. like why would you do this and maybe it's all in good fun maybe they're just like oh i'm just like you know it's like touching up your face with you know the smoothing tool or whatever but i totally agree with you i think it's kind of crazy to see these images and then think okay, am I supposed to look like that? Am I now right. not the standard? Like, I'm not, I'm definitely not this standard of pretty. So, like, am I just not good looking at all? Like, well, should I feel bad about myself? looking the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Kim Army that Kanye did for Yeezy, mm-hmm. I thought was so smart because if you are walking around in LA, I see at least, like, 46 Kim Kardashians a day. Yeah. I'm like, is that her? Nope. Okay. Moving yeah. along. Everybody wants, and she has had massive influence. That's why I think she is the number one influencer. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is, it can be so much that I don't under, I don't understand how, you know, someone that's like a teenager right now sees this stuff and doesn't think I have to get this done. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. crazy. And, you know, moving over to like hosting and when you, when girls, want to move out here want to you know be a host and make a name for themselves without feeling like they have to fit into this like Kim Kardashian look Mm -hmm. you know what is your advice to someone who didn't grow up here who doesn't really have access to being here and wants to make that move okay I get asked this question actually a lot like (laughs) everybody no everybody wants to move everybody wants to live in LA but they don't want to move without a job yeah and I'm here to tell you friends you're not going to get a job before you move to L.A. It's just not going to happen. I mean, yeah. if you do, you are blessed beyond belief. But it's it's if you actually know you need to be out here, whether it's to be an influencer. I know that's like a gig people say that they aspire to have now. Like, mm-hmm. Or you want to be a host. You want to be an actress. You have to get out here. Um, a lot of productions are moving you know, to New Mexico and Georgia and Vancouver. But they are casting here in L.A. So you have to be here. Um, I would just, if you can find an acquaintance that you know through a a mutual friend, I think that always makes things a little bit easier. One of my high school friends was living out here and she was in a two bedroom Mm -hmm. with a friend that she had known for a while. And I mentioned I wanted to move to LA and she saw it on Facebook and she was like, do you want to share a room with me in this two bedroom apartment? And I was like, yes, because that'll (laughs) keep our rent super low. Sure, I felt like I was back in a dorm, but mm-hmm. I can stick it out for a year. And I think also just putting what you want out into the world will help you 
immensely. Mm-hmm. Post it on Facebook. Post it on Twitter. Talk about it. Engage with people about it because you never know who's like, wait a minute. I remember so-and-so wanted to move to L.A. and my friend's actually looking for an executive assistant or my mm-hmm. friend's actually looking for someone to house sit for three months. You never know what. It's literally all networking. Exactly. A hundred percent. So put it in the world. I mean, I feel like I've been obsessed with Halloween for <laughs> my entire life. I saw you at the spirit store. I yes. didn't see you physically, but I saw that you were. <laughs> I love Halloween. It's my jam. It's like the thing I look forward to every year. And I talk about it a lot. I'm like, is it October yet? And Spirit Halloween reached out and they were like, yo, we want to work with you Mm -hmm. on Halloween content. Hello. That could not have been a better partnership for me. (laughs) And same, you know, with Freeform, um, Pop Sugar is working with Freeform on these videos because we're doing some Halloween tutorials and some Mm -hmm. Christmas tutorials and stuff like that. But also they're putting on this Halloween house uh here in LA and it's like bring it oh well is it scary no okay it's it's amazing (laughs) I'm really bad with scary no no it's like an Instagram playground basically (gasps) they brought um Hocus Pocus and the 20 or 25 days uh 31 the nightmare before Christmas to life oh and so there's a bunch of little photo ops you can do but they asked me to host the tour that's gonna live on freeform oh my god and so but I'm only doing these things because I put out in the world like I love Halloween. And I know that people are like, you are really obsessed with Halloween. You need to chill out. But look out. at what it got you. But though. it's helping me. It's yeah. helping me achieve things that I want in my career. And I guess the other piece of advice that I would offer everyone is just because something doesn't look exactly the way you want it to in terms of, well, you know, I I don't want to work at a PR firm because mm-hmm. I don't want to be a publicist. Don't say no to a good opportunity because yeah. you never know where it could lead you. And it's all stepping stones too. A hundred percent. Like at the, at the PR firm, I was working at, you know, when I moved to Pop Sugar, people were then reaching out to me and saying, hey, do you want to interview my client? And mm-hmm. I already had that built-in relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of came full, full circle. And I think that's that's so useful. Networking is number one. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to ask a couple, like, Q&A questions <gasps> yeah, that yeah. have been fished out of the <laughs> – these are not very serious. <laughs> okay. But, um, <laughs> well, this is one's from me because I'm curious okay. because you've done a lot of – crazy beauty treatments oh yes what that are painful what (laughs) has been the most painful thing that you would not recommend okay oh that i would not recommend well i mean you can recommend it but maybe either the most painful thing that's worth it or something that's not worth the pain um the most painful thing i've ever done treatment wise that is not worth it is that black peel off mask oh my god i should have learned from the woman screaming bloody murder, <laughs> but people really wanted me I'm to try it because they were like, is it going to clean out my pores? Yeah, it's going to clean out your pores, but it's also going to rip your hair follicles out of your face. Mm. And if you're like me, I can't wax my face because I break out. I, I broke out in what looks like dermatitis oh my on my face, so don't do that. <laughs> um, and there are so many that claim that they're gentle, but all of them have been horrendous for me. Yeah. Um, and then a painful experience was getting um, micro, is it micro needled? No. The eyebrows? Or oh no, that was microblading. Oh, it's micro the I, I am totally oh, blanking I on the term. You tell, you, this happening when I was there. Yeah, it's like the vampire facial. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, yeah, it's micro needling. And production like cried on camera getting that. Uh yeah, and so did I. I had tears coming out of my eyes. I did this on camera. You guys can see the video, but I'm like bleeding. Um, they put I don't think they put they did put some numbing on me, uh. but. 
when they're and like you have a high pain tolerance yes and when they were jamming it into my bone I mean I couldn't do it anymore I was like I had to take a minute and people were like oh it didn't hurt me but mm-hmm. I learned that there are different settings that you can get it on and I guess they went like hardcore so I would see the best results and I really did see amazing results my skin people were like you have fetus skin like <laughs> I looked like I came right out of the womb it was like very very smooth um and it helped with like my texture of my skin my pores it was it was really great, but it was so painful for me. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I saw that video and I was like, I like, will not bleeding. be doing this. <laughs> yeah, because like I cry at a pore strip. Um, but um, wait, what was it? Oh, next one. I'm sure you get this a lot. A lot of people ask this: is is there a product that is expensive, <gasps> but you recommend it and you like can't live without it? Oh dang. Okay. Yes. Um. There are a lot, actually. I just think investing in skincare is super beneficial, especially if you know the product is worth it. So I would say I love anything from Drunk Elephant. Like, mm. I feel like the baby facial is the <laughs> jam. God, I'm joking on my coffee. <clears throat> the baby facial. Yes. The, the ba- watermelon thing, too. Don't they have a watermelon thing? No, that's. I think that's a different company. Oh, never mind. I, I think that's a different company. <laughs> but the baby facial, it really does work. I can't remember how much that is. Maybe it's not that expensive, but I think that for it's me. It's not Walmart. Yeah, exactly. You can't just like go to the drugstore to get yeah. it. Um, I'm trying to think. Orbe dry texture spray. Oh, you love that stuff. It's, it's like, it's so expensive. It's like a texturizing hairspray, but it's like. $40. My friend has that. She loves it. It smells she amazing. It. it doubles as a perfume, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think if there's like a, a trendy something that's that's come out that people have been asking me mm. about. It's been a hot minute. Um, you know what? I, I would say anything from La Prairie, mm. it, they are known for being super expensive. And but it's good. It's like legit the best <laughs> and I know everyone talks about La Mer but La Mer really it is it's worth the it. best it, it is the best well now that we've had fun with some cues okay. um okay these are the final three questions I ask everyone okay so what is something that you wear could be one thing could be everything um that makes you feel most confident when you're going in a business meeting or um, a meeting with a sponsor or any kind of big important meeting where you want to feel confident and feel your best i think this sounds weird but pants <laughs> i know that you're like i hope you wear pants too. <laughs> no i know what you mean <laughs> but i i feel like when i'm wearing pants i feel like I'm not worrying about like my skirt riding up or mm-hmm. being too short. And I feel like when I go in, I just look a, a lot more put together if I'm wearing a cute top with like a colorful, you know, red pant or a mustard yellow, you know, capri situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think there's just like if when you feel put together in that way, there's like an authority there where you're mm-hmm. like, I'm coming in to rock this. I'd also say like I, I know a lot of women say like red lipstick. I am personally not a red lipstick person yeah, for meetings either. like that because it would get all over my face and She'd I would be like, just be yeah, worried. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, ah. and well, one time I interviewed Mariah Carey and I had on dark lipstick and it was all over my teeth. Oh my God. Did she say anything? No, oh. but it was in the video. <laughs> oh and I was God. like, dang it. I really messed this one up. Um, um, but I think also, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's like a, it doesn't have to be a, like a makeup product or can it be? No, it could be anything. I think pants is a good answer. Yeah. 
Pants. Good answer. Like pants. family feud when they're like, good answer. Good yes, answer. good answer, good answer. <laughs> Wear pants. Um, and then what are the three most important qualities for success, especially being in your situation? Perseverance. Even if somebody is calling you ugly on the internet or, mm. you know, you don't know anybody where you're headed, you have to keep going. Um, focus. Mm. Don't let the noise around you deter you from doing what you want to do. There's going to be a million and one people telling you who you are and what you should be doing, but you really have to know yourself and have that focus within. And then I guess, honestly, for me, it's been faith, like just having faith in myself, like believing in a higher power, believing mm -hmm. in God, and knowing that everything happen happens for a reason. That could be anything for you, whatever you believe in. Just have faith that it's all going to move forward the way it needs to and that no door will open or close that's mm -hmm. not meant for you. Wow. I feel like you'd be crowned Miss America. <laughs> Thank you and world uh, peace. And finally, when you look back on your illustrious career, your long <laughs> years of life, years um, of life. what would you say is a moment where you – truly persisted and felt like you look back and you're like I'm really proud of myself for that moment you know what okay this is this is like a real true story and I feel like some people wouldn't tell meeting this. Mariah Carey no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I actually first started at Pop Sugar I had some people on my team working with me that were not supportive mm. and they made me feel really bad about myself um and I went home and I cried like every night the first year oh that I worked God. there. I know. No. I, I, I don't know if people at Pop Sugar like listening to this now know this, I but I did. <laughs> yeah, like guys, I cried every night. And those people left after a certain period of time, like within the first year of me being there. But at first I was like, why would I stick around at a place that makes me feel horrible about myself? Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not worth being here. And I was worried every day that I, I wasn't good enough. And... I keep going back to my mom, but we have a close relationship. And I called her and I, I kind of told her, you know, I don't want to keep doing this because I don't feel great about mm -hmm. myself. And she came back and said, you're not going to quit. This is what you've always wanted. This is something that's going to help you in your career. You, you want to work for this company. Mm -hmm. Don't let two people that are unkind to you like rain on your parade. And I'm so glad that she told me that because after that, I kind of just – you know, I thought to myself, okay, I'm not going to let these people affect me. They can try. And then eventually one moved on and one got let go. Mm. And I'm sorry that that happened to that one person. But at the same time, I think it really worked in my favor. And I, I think the lesson from that is when you really some, want something, you can't let other people, you know, come in and affect how badly you want it. Mm -hmm. And now I've been with the company for seven years. I would say that, you know, these people are my family. Mm -hmm. um, I've grown up with them in a sense. Um, I've had some great opportunities through them. They've seen me thrive on my own as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's been a really big blessing in my life. So I'm really glad I didn't quit that first year. Yeah. So um, I would say persisting in that aspect, you know, not letting not letting somebody's opinion of me or the way somebody you know made me feel keep me from what I truly wanted. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on, coming here, <laughs> talking to me. <laughs> Thanks for coming here. No, um, thank you for having me. Yeah. And where can we find you? 
Okay, you can find me. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Kirby Johnson. Hit me up. I love a good DM on Instagram. Um, I, I respond to all of them, especially beauty questions. And then I'm on Facebook as well. I have actually a, a growing and thriving Facebook community oh. at Kirby Johnson TV. Come join us over there. I like to post really weird memes and also talk beauty. <laughs> um, and then also I'm on Pop Sugar. So you can read my articles at Pop Sugar Beauty. Um, I'm on Pop Sugar's YouTube and Facebook pages. Check me out there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Candace. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of Persister. I feel like I definitely learned a lot. And you can listen to us on CastBox or Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I forgot it again. <laughs> we'll keep that in. We'll keep it in. <laughs> and and um, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.